0: Where's the manager?
1: Walzer Automotive presents car selling secrets. Welcome to
0: episode 67 of Walzer Automotive Group's car selling secrets. Joined
2: in studio today with. I'd moon. And. Grant. You're on too, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, we used to work at another radio station. And then eventually we just wandered through the city and ended up here without using a GPS, so I guess we're lucky. Yes. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements.
1: Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, so what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that you know adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues, the consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant.
0: We are back. Balls are out of groups. Car selling secrets with my good friend Moon Tom could got called away at the last minute, and I, I, you know, this is old hat for you, but I was a little intimidated. I walk in, and Andy goes, "Yeah, Dad's not here. You're new in the show." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. "I mean, my normal job is just to make fun of Tom, right?" Yeah, <laughs>
2: so. I've heard I've heard this podcast before, right? And and sometimes you're the listener. <laughs> I am the only listener. As a matter of fact, how many people do listen to this thing?
0: Uh, 100,000 downloads a month. That's so a lot. not very many. Now, as a tradition of car selling secrets, we always start out with a guest
2: telling the story of their first automobile. Well, so go back
0: to uh, Mr. Moon being, what, 15 in Nebraska?
2: Well, you know, I started driving when I was like 10 because I was raised on a family farm and you oh, had to drive. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you get in the tractor, you got to do what you got to do. And I used to set on catalogs and all that, and driving those two-ton grain trucks fully loaded, and you know I was. And to me, it was fun. Yeah. Driving still is fun. Uh, so, what's my dad going to get me for my first set of wheels? Pickup. Nope. Mm. Fifty-seven Chevy. Wow. Lavender. Okay, a Lavender 57 Chevy. I didn't think they'd allow Lavender Chevys in Nebraska. (laughs) Well, it's a scary place to be when you're in Lavender, (laughs) right? The sheep are nervous as well. True. (laughs) Right? But, uh, yeah, it had the fins, Mm -hmm. you know, the beautiful fins. It was a four-door, and I'll never forget the electric choke. Now, was it a hard top or a post top? Oh, it was a hard top. Okay. So there was no
0: post in between. Nope. The, those are the ones that are, uh, the, other than the Coupes, those are the really valuable ones. So 57 is the best year.
2: And, you know, it had an electric choke that you'd pull out to, it was just, it was, you know, the steering wheel was as big as a tire. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge.
0: Well, a lot of them didn't have power steering. And the reason the wheel mm-hmm. was so big is so you'd have enough leverage to turn to it. To move it.
2: Yeah. And that's what I did. I uh, I drove that car for a while. Um My parents uh, kept their cars a long time. You know, I grew up on a family farm, and, you know, we weren't rolling in cash. So when we got a car, we'd take care of it, and we'd drive it forever. Uh, We had a 64 Corvair. Mm. My dad has a 1949 M International Harvester Tractor that he still uses. Wow. He a, still uses a it? forty. Your dad's
0: still working?
2: My, well, my dad just in the last you know, two years has stopped. Okay. Uh, but my brother still uses it. We use it for snow plowing and stuff like that. Now, what kind of stuff did you grow on your farm? Uh, hemp. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. I grew hemp. My dad and the regular business people uh, actually grew wheat. Okay. Uh, we did do millet as well, birdseed. And we had some oats. Um, and back at, at that point in time, you know, kind of a weird story about our, our family farm. Um, when everybody uh, from Germany came to the US a billion years ago and they were trying to find a place to be, uh, they would get out to about as far as Nebraska. And I think they just got so bored they stopped. And they're like, <laughs> it can't, it, if it's going to get worse, let's just stop here. So they stopped in Nebraska. Yeah.
0: Why did we ever leave <laughs> West Virginia? God, no lie. It just keeps getting uh, flatter and worse. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and my uh, my granddad and his dad actually uh, got land, which was being virtually given away. There's, What are you going to do with that? I mean, nobody has any equipment. Nobody yeah. has anything to do anything. And uh, so what happened was my grandparents p- thought, well... Let's take out some loans and let's buy some farm equipment. And then we can help all these other landowners farm their crops and they can pay us. And so that's what they did, which was great. But then later on down the road, all the other grandparents that came out, they used their money to buy land, thus making them massive landowners. And we have a bunch of used equipment. And that's all my family ended up having. That's the, you know, the 57 Lavender Chevy. You didn't grow
0: enough weed. Speaking of which, (laughs) you've told me some fabulous stories, but one that I want you to retell the listeners is when you're a a young cub news uh, reporter, (laughs) your local little 10-watt radio station or whatever it was, and you had to report on something that you yourself did. Can you share (laughs) that story?
2: Uh, You know, when I was 16 years old, they um, put up a little note on a, the bulletin board in my high school that there was going to be some part-time positions open at the radio station so that the full-time announcers, because then, you know, have uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day off. So you're going to be the fill-in guy. You get to play those big 13 and a half inch reels and mm-hmm. give the station ID at the top of the hour, and that was your big moment to shine. What
0: was this? the call letters?
2: K-S-I-D, AM and FM, Kiss. Sydney, Nebraska. Wow. Well, I called it skid instead of KSID. (laughs) Of course. Uh, But what happened was I I got my job there. We had a tryout with uh, one of the other high school kids that was working part-time. He was going to record us. And I took the other two applicants out with a bottle of Everclear and Coke. And I got them hammered so that when they did their audition... They were slurred and acting stupid. Aww. And I had an increased alcohol tolerance from my farm boy drinking days, <laughs> And I blew right through that thing. And the next thing you know, I got a job. And I started doing nights. Eventually, uh, within six months, I'm doing the morning show. And uh, you had to do all of the programming on your own. You did the news. You did the weather. You did the market reports. You played the music. You took the you know all the phone calls. You did it all. It's kind of a warm-up for what we call podcasting these days. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly right. Um, But in this little hometown of 6,000 people, Sydney, Nebraska, where the Cabela's family grew up, and thats if you've heard of the Cabela's, that's where they're Mm -hmm. from, and that's my hometown. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what would happen would be um, you'd work all the different shifts or whatever, but you had to cover all the bases, and uh, I, at that point in my life, was, you know, what year was that? That was like in the 70s, I believe. Well, we know what people were doing in the 70s and the 60s. You know, they were smoking a lot of weed and and being nuts. Oh, not going to church? Not going Did to church? No. Well, no, you go to church, but you just take a hit in the car before you go out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but anyway, uh, long story short, this is a podcast, right? Yes, that's fine. Okay, yes. good. Uh, so anyway... Uh, what happened was when I was 18, I sold a friend a joint. He got caught smoking it and they said, we'll let you off if you tell us where you got it. Well, they came right to my house with a warrant. I didn't happen to be there, but my wife was nine months pregnant. Okay. Note to self, (laughs) don't get in trouble when your wife's nine months pregnant. Never a good thing. Anyway, they searched the house. They find some things. Yeah. Yeah, write these things down, Doug. Uh, and what happened was uh, a warrant was put out for my arrest. Well, I wasn't going to go home because they'd find me there. They were kind of looking for me. Right? And it's a In very a small town. town. Of
0: 6,000 yeah. with a guy driving a purple Chevy.
2: Pretty <laughs> neat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, eventually the story was going to be reported by the newspaper, which was printed three days a week. And at the radio station, our general manager always said, we have to have those stories first before the newspaper because they're printing three days a week. We're live 24 hours a day or whatever. And so we had a guy named Radio Russ. Mm-hmm. He was our news guy, not 90 years old. He would hobble back and forth to the courthouse, get the little news stories. This
0: almost sounds like a Garrison Keeler story, <laughs> but with weed.
2: Like, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so anyway, he finds out all of the stories from the police shop. And then he brings them back and he uses this real royal typewriter to write those stories <laughs> up. And uh, he'd put them in a news basket. Well, I still had not been arrested. And I went to work. And it was time for the news. So I got the news basket, and I read the story about the dog at large. That was a big breaking news story that day. I mean, there's not a lot going on in my hometown. Uh, But after I got through all of the, the other stories, the very last story of that specific newscast was... And finally in the news, Larry Thompson was arrested for possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver... This is Larry Thompson
0: reporting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My owner of the radio station drove to the station, fired me on the spot. He was livid, and uh, he said, you know, that's it. Six months later, he calls me back. He said, you know something? It's been a while. Maybe people have forgotten. You can work here. You just can't ever say your name. So then I went on the news later that day. And at the end of the uh, newscast, I would say, and that's the news I'm reporting. (laughs) And I would do that every time. (laughs) Something must be wrong with the transmitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of those old stories, uh, you know, it's just
1: a lot of fun to remember.
0: We'll be right back after the short break with more uh, great stories from our good friend, Moon.
1: Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
0: We are back with Car Selling Secrets with Grant and uh, Moon in studio.
3: Grant, and uh, who are you again? <laughs> me.
2: You? Reported by? Moon. This is reporting. <laughs> you know, uh, it's really cool that you guys have me on. Uh, I had been, um, you know, in the radio business for a long time. I've listened to a lot of shows and a lot of stuff. Podcasting, you know, wasn't even around. And, you know, when I moved to the Twin Cities, I was told, hey, Check out this big guy Tom Bernard. He's been on the air for a long time, and so I did. And everybody talked about, you know, how, you know, his show was the hugest thing. You know, not only locally, uh, but you know, nationally, he was recognized. And then I'd be in another city, and I'd hear him doing commercials and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh my God, good for him. This guy's everywhere. Yeah, and uh, I never had the the big voice to do voiceovers or anything like that. Uh, I think my career was basically. Uh, more about storytelling. Yep. And I love to tell but stories. But
0: you have a a, good, a great radio voice, and yeah, it, it's different than Tom's. But one thing that I've noticed about both you guys, when you talk to either Tom or you in person, if you've never done it before, you would expect this big, loud, but you're both actually pretty quiet.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a guy named Crisco on the morning show <laughs> on KS95. Oh, my God, is he loud. He, he is loud. Very loud. He is well, so loud. The loudest
0: person I've ever met was Brittany, who yep. was on the morning show for a while. She, She's, she didn't well, even need a microphone. Shansabir. Sandy can get know, loud. Bobby
4: <laughs> he can get excited. Yes, yeah. he certainly
0: can. He
2: Definitely gets excited.
0: <laughs> in fact, I once sat at a dinner between Bob and Brittany, and I thought, <laughs> yeah. it, I thought it was going deaf. It was like
4: being in the front, right, right in front of Pete Townsend.
0: I just <laughs> saw Brittany
4: yesterday. She was doing something over with my talk, doing filling in for I think Laurie. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. doing little pinch hitting. You know, she's and always she doing a CCO something a few yeah.
0: times because she's got she's cobbling together an interesting life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I was surprised job. when she left the morning show. I'm like, you know, what else are you gonna do? And she's like. I don't know, I just got married. I'm going to figure out Mm -hmm. what it is. Well, now she works for secondhand hounds. That too, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's got to be careful. She'll wind up with all of them. She's saving animals. That's what she's doing.
2: That's a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to the superstar. So you're an 18-year-old drug addict with a pregnant wife in rural Nebraska with what a happened, warrant. What happened next with a warrant in a purple After, Chevy? Yeah. Lavender, war, right. Lavender. Uh, twenty-five
2: hundred dollars fine. If you made a
0: movie out of this. Nobody would watch it. It's all bullshit. That, you know, it's not real. Nobody would ever do that.
2: Yeah, there's. Uh, it's been a long uh, haul between you know 1974. When I started to to 2020, uh, I just wrapped up my career a year ago. God, I had so much fun. This has just been the blast. I just had a blast. Uh, I always tell people I got to meet presidents and rock stars and, you know, people that I would never had access to. And I got to listen to music. You know, that was my whole whole thing. I mean, when I was on my dad's tractor driving in circles for days in the summertime when it was like 300 degrees and i you know, completely packed in mud because we don't have a cab or any of that. Uh, I would listen to songs and I'm thinking, yeah, that's a great song. And then they'd have these guys come on uh, kind of went after the songs and they'd say stuff. I'm thinking, what a job that guy has. Man, I should do that. I bet he's not caked in mud. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I had a, uh, a guy that helped me uh, with my tapes, my audition tapes. And um guy was named Red Baron. A lot of people in radio have funny names. You know, uh, one of my former brother
0: in laws, his real name is Baron Vogelsberg. Wow. Really? And his brother's name is Earl. And one <laughs> of their best friends, he's from Brooklyn. One of his best friends is uh,
2: Spike Lee. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a friend named Ron who has a brother named Les. Their last name is Moore, so he's Les mm. Moore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. It's actually really <laughs> funny. Is
2: that weird? <laughs> Les Moore. I get it. One of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wide collection of friends. And stories. What about your, don't you have that, what the, is the April Fool story? the one?
4: Which, that, which went one? on the radio and you were called for uh, something that got you in trouble. Oh, you... it was
0: the Texas snowstorm? You told that at dinner one
2: time. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Back in the day when you were trying to fool your listeners on April 1st, you tried to come up with these weird ideas. I have a couple I'll share real quick. Uh, one was when I was on the air in Houston, Texas, uh, in April, it's already in the nineties. Okay. And so what I did was, um, I got a couple of friends that were a meteorologist from a TV station. And then I got people in Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio, which really didn't exist. I had fake callers set up, uh, to call in and say, because of El Nino, we were going to have a freak blizzard on April 1st. Right. And uh I had these guys re calling in from San Antonio, God we had to shut the schools, all everybody sliding off the roads. And of course a lot of people caught on and they knew the trick. Many didn't. And this is where the story gets twisted. Okay. <laughs> uh there were shrimp boats that were brought in off the Gulf of Mexico because of the storm. Oh, there so. were surgeries that were canceled by doctors. There were schools that closed because of what I did it caused all of this stuff uh and it's all you know funny until a woman tried to take a hanging plant off of her garage was on a ladder fell down and broke her back mm-hmm. and she tried to sue uh, right because it was my fault but that wasn't my favorite april fool's day story <laughs> <laughs> oh the woman that broke her back that's not the funniest one <laughs> that's not the best one what's the thigh slapper <laughs> uh, the real thigh slapper this is good So I had a woman call in who I knew, and uh, this was back when David Crosby actually uh, used his swimmers to impregnate Melissa Etheridge. I remember that. That was probably, what, early 80s? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Girl calls me on the air and said, you know, uh, I've known you for years. You know, we've been best friends. You make beautiful children. And is there any chance that my partner and I could get you to make a donation so that you know we could have a, a beautiful child as well and um and i'm like god i don't know you know wh- what would my wife think of that so i wait. was going
0: to say note to self check with <laughs> wife
2: before before doing that. children with <laughs> other, other, <people. laughs> other couples <laughs> yeah. yep so anyway See, I learn a lot here on <laughs> car selling secrets <laughs> uh so she keeps calling the show my wife at that time would call the show she'd say yeah i guess it'd be okay uh, then a lot of the gay magazines w- would start to do interviews and stuff like that, and they wanted to know more about me. And and um, I had been the um, the host or the you know the, the I guess the main guy at the gay pride parade for a number MC. of years. Um, really? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was a. We had a huge gay pride parade in Houston, man. It was big. Had a lot of fun every single year I did. But um, so. Uh, what ends up they, happening? But, 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 but
0: they chose you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the, I don't know There why. aren't any
0: uh, gay people that wanted <laughs> to do it. I mean, it's.
2: I don't know. I think. I think it was because you know we were on the air. I very. Mean, it's like
0: picking Tony Lee to <laughs> lead the Martin Luther King parade, right?
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, a little out of place, but uh, so as this bit goes on, more people become involved. I do some TV interviews, and this and that uh april one rolls around and i say that i have to go to the uh the clinic to make my donation and so they give me a magazine which happened to be a popular mechanics which didn't work out so well i have a funny story about that actually (laughs) and they send me in with my beaker for my uh for my donation beaker and uh (laughs) what ends up happening is i finish my mission And somehow I drop it and have to start over. So that took another 20 minutes or so. (laughs) Oh, God. Right. And uh, eventually I get my donation ready to be presented to the doctor who I'd never met. And finally they introduce me to Dr. Abe Profools. Oh, my God. Dr. Abe Profools. Oh, no. (laughs) no. And the hate starts coming because a lot of people bought it. A lot of people really thought I was doing that. And so I got everybody mad at me for quite a while, and, you know, there you go. So here's my fertility clinic
0: story. <laughs> I was trying to uh, start a family, and we we're having difficulty, so the first thing they do is they check check the husband. So we went to the clinic across from United Hospital, and it's Monday morning at 8.30, just like the most depressing right. period of the week is between 7 and 11 on Monday. You're not you're really into anything, and... And the people that work there, I mean, they've probably heard every joke in the world. Right. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. You go, into the, you go into the room, and they've got racks of magazines, and they've been there for, like, they bought them probably once back in 79. Oh, great. <gasps> so I sat in there for a minute, and I'm going I'm to try to lighten somebody's day up. And I walked out to the counter, and they're like, Mr. Sprinthal, are you done already? And I said, no, I'm just, I, I got a question. You don't have any hunting magazines, to. you? <laughs> she looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, but things worked out, and I wound up with two lovely children who are 20 and 17 now. So Isn't that
2: amazing? So do they, they hunt? No. Okay. <laughs> they don't hunt. Well,
0: my son did a lot of hunting, but it was not the kind that you're thinking of. He was pretty popular with the ladies in high school. Oh. Yeah.
2: Old, bird dog. <laughs> yeah. old bird dog. Yeah. Old bird dog. Yeah.
1: Stop it or it's going to fall off. we are
0: got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with uh, more of the Moon and Grant.
1: Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry
0: Keep forgetting to get your new bumper music. This, all right. is, this stuff is all me and Sarah. It's because YouTube kicks us off for
2: playing music. real bumper music. Yeah. So it's not podcasting station. rules. Yeah. Right. Ruin Damn everything. Rules. A lot of people say I should start a podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, you're terrible at st- t- telling stories and nobody's <laughs> interested in you, so I, I'd go ahead and
2: give it a shot. It might,
0: might work <laughs> out.
2: You know, how much does it cost to set up one of these things?
3: Depends on how in-depth you want to go. I mean, technically, all you really need is a recorder, send the files out to someone, have them edited, and upload them, you know. But if you want to do something like this, you know, you're probably looking at a couple thousand.
2: Yeah. I like to do it. I mean, I don't know that people would listen. But maybe they would. Who knows? Oh, you could get know. you I could bring can get people. Yeah, yeah. You get people to listen.
4: You had a big look crowd. At, if
0: Tom yeah. can get people to listen, <laughs>
4: anybody can do well, it. Well, if
3: you don't want to do something like interviews, if you just want to just like you know you telling stories or you you know reading the news or whatever, a mic connected to a computer. That's really That's all it. you need. Yeah.
2: My old partner Stacy has a podcast, and it's called Curious. And I remember listening to it, and I was thinking, you know, if she's going to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, what's it going to be? How is she going to do it? She's really good, by the way. Yeah, Man, my partner was just a bomb. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still talk to her all the time and, you know, but her uh, podcast is called Curious. And one time she interviewed a homeless person right at about 31st and Lake, you know, what's it like being homeless? You know, it's Mm -hmm. things that you might be curious about. So big fat plug. For Stacy's curious podcast, that's, that's a good idea. Oh yeah, And she's. Uh, it's really. It's really been a great relationship that the two of us had. And now, how long were you two? To, it sounds corny. How long were you two together? Was it sixteen? O- almost years? seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to give a couple of speeches over the years, and I would always say that I've been with Stacy longer than I've been with any of my wives. It's true. <laughs> now, how many times have you been married? Three. Okay,
0: we're, we were Tom and I were talking about that during what was supposed to be an automobile commercial this morning, and oh, yeah. I said I think we're in the same club. He might be ahead of me, but we're tied. <laughs> yeah, I said you know we're good at getting married, getting, staying married. Is, That's it, tough.
2: It, that had been more of a challenge. I was always in a race with Dave Dahl. See, see who could get the most wives. I think he kicked your ass, didn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> How many kids that guy had? I don't I'd know. still talk to They're Dave everywhere. too.
0: Everywhere. I think it's most. That's most of Little Canada, isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> Doll Avenue. And <laughs> what I do is, uh, if Dave, I have, you're listening, if I ever hear a good joke, I call <laughs> Dave, and uh, I think I left my my last joke on your voicemail, <laughs> and it was yeah, it was pretty funny, but I'm not going to share it here. Yeah, no, I don't know if that was.
0: <laughs> so I'm watching. Uh, TV with my wife Sarah, and it's 9:30 at night, and I hadn't talked to Moon, in, I don't know, a couple of months, and phone lights up, and it's this horribly obscene joke, and I said, you know
1: what? <laughs>
4: We're gonna get
2: together and have dinner. There <laughs> you go. There's ever a reminder right there. There's one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I used to be able to uh, remember jokes, and I could remember hundreds of jokes. God, I can never do and that. And now, you know. If I can, you know, keep it for five minutes, I don't know if that's uh, signs of anything. <laughs> From what, mm-hmm. what you were growing back on the farm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, little, uh, whatever. Devil's lettuce, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, here's the thing, um, on this on this podcast, um, when you send these things out, I mean, do, how do you get your advertisers? I mean, how do you make this financially workable? Well, I think Tom had a big
0: advantage because, you know, he had a lot of built-in advertisers already. He started this one, is it eight or nine years ago, Andy?
3: Uh, Yeah, I think we started our eighth year in August.
0: Who
2: was the so worst guest?
3: We've uh, had a couple. <laughs> we actually had one episode that we didn't air because it was so bad.
2: Really? Yeah,
3: it was near the very beginning. It was some guy talking about how uh, the Americas doomed because the muslims are invading
2: oh oh That's uh, different
3: I, I said we we hung up we ended the show and i said can we air this and he says no yeah well the <laughs> no, problem we is cannot. i mean
0: unlike most podcasts this one's also
2: live so it's really
3: it wasn't live at the time
2: yeah. thank god this is live right now on the yeah. web yeah. you're on youtube yeah. right see the big youtube facebook yeah, yeah. wow high tech
0: all
3: the
2: places glad i got a new hoodie
0: <laughs> well you know that's Tom's style. I mean he doesn't prepare for anything. No. He just goes by the gut and if it if it's great, yeah. it's great and if it's not so good, sometimes it's mm-hmm. not so good.
3: But, but you do, yeah, I mean we've done, god, 5,000 hours no, of this. You know. The, wow. To
0: answer the advertiser part, so he had called me and says, hey I'm starting a podcast. I'm like, what is that? Because it's 2012. <laughs> right. And, I, I talked to him a little bit. He says, would you like to advertise? And this is what we charge. And it was just a fraction of what we s- spend on the morning show. Because at the time, they were starting out, there was no listeners. And I, I, you know, I talked to the marketing director. They don't give me the checkbook at, at Walzer, which is probably pretty smart. And I said, you know, I don't know if this thing's going to ever go anywhere. But Tom and I are starting to become friends. It's not shtick anymore. And this might be a good way to make the morning show ads more powerful. I said, yeah. Why don't you go for it? And it's—it was probably about four or five years ago that I started getting almost as many emails from listeners to the podcast yeah. as we do from the morning show. Nice. Wow. So, but but you know, because he's established, and you could probably do the same thing. Oh yeah. You know, he just brought oh, yeah. some of the advertisers over, and then there's some that are that only advertise on the podcast that don't advertise on KQ, and and now he's working on possibly syndicating it. And bring in you know some national money, so it is possible, but it's unusual. Most yes. podcasts are for every nineteen-year-olds in the basement yep. with a USB mic and a <laughs> crappy
4: laptop. Let's talk sports, okay? Thank yep, you. Like exactly. Every you know you got to have a unique. Soccer sucks.
0: <laughs> this is the soccer sucks podcast.
4: Yeah, it's got to be unique, but or yeah. you've got to have followers like Tom does. Yeah. and yeah. Moon. I think that your impact on this town, just like Tom has for so many years that you've been in the business. You could transition a lot of people talk i mean because i'm still at the station and i hear people ask i mean i had a guy call yesterday honestly call yesterday and ask you know i heard moon last week during their anniversary show is he going to come back more often i said well now that is non-compete cause that's why he can be here today is right. over we might get him in more often so i guarantee you if you put yourself out there you would there'd be people wanting to hear you you're your joking around mm-hmm. like we used to do on the the afternoon show, for sure. Wow.
0: And when I started this one, it was actually Dave Mordahl's idea. <laughs> he goes, yeah, let's do a podcast together. I'm a gearhead, and we could have fun, and we'll do it once a week. And I talked to oh, Tom, yeah, and he goes, right. just take over the second hour of one of my mm-hmm. hours during the week. And so we picked a day, and yeah. two weeks before, Mordall bails. I'm like, God
4: dang it. Oh. Like, all
0: stuff. I was excited to do it and I called Tom. I said, yeah, I, 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 I'm not a radio guy. I, I can be a sidekick. I need somebody uh, that's good at this. Can you think of anybody like Mordahl? And he goes, well, I'll do it. And I said, well, can you send me some tapes? <laughs> <Should I?" laughs> we used so have- that actually worked really well for this. But I quickly realized that there's only so many car selling. There's only so many automotive retailing stories you can tell. So it, it just broadened into interviewing interesting people, mm-hmm. mostly local. We've had some national people that we've interviewed, but I knew and Dave David a lot in, in the studio because it sounds better than than the call in deal. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. We, we let Angie Craig call in from uh, Washington about three weeks ago. It was it was okay. Was it fun? She was great. She was really open, and it was cool. You know, our staff said we can give you eight minutes, so we took another twelve and did a twenty-minute interview with her and. You know, that's Tom. Tom, Tom of course. Happens. Tom always says all politicians suck until he actually talks to one. And, They're awesome. Angie <laughs> Craig is so cool. Mm-hmm. She's that's the kind of <laughs> people we need leading this country. He's yep. so funny that way. Yeah, yep.
2: and politics such a hot button right now.
0: Anyway, you oh, got to be a little yeah. careful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you because we sell cars to Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> yeah, and we can't have the uh, you know the down with Muslim show. Or <laughs> You yeah. know, liberal people suck or they're terrible. Yeah, them. we can't yeah. Believe it or not, we employ people that are conservative and liberal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: I have a lot of people smoking cigars in my garage. And the other day we had a powwow with, with uh, two Republicans, two Democrats, and uh, also a couple of independents. And, you know, we're good friends, but it still can get heated. Yep. Yep. And what I always say is, you know, our friendship is bigger than our politics. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you important. Know, and I think a lot of people need to just step back right now. This whole thing's going to be over in three weeks. I can't wait. Oh, well, it's not so. going to be over in three weeks. It'll, so. it'll go longer. Yeah it'll, let's be, hope so.
3: but yeah, it'll end eventually. We have yeah. some
0: post-election guests lined up. I've had them in on this show before. One is Ryan Winkler, who's the House mm-hmm. man, a Majority Leader, and then a, a Republican from Farmington named Pat Garofalo. Uh, And they know each other and they're friends, and they both, I said, how about you guys come in and we can do point-counterpoint after the election? Like, yeah, we'd love to do that. Car Selling Secrets, Garofalo comes in. I'd never met him before. Uh, He he was suggested by some really good friends of mine. And we open up with a story about, you know, uh, what was your first car? He launches into this, I lost my virginity in the front seat of a Dodge (laughs) Charger. I'm like, Pat! You know this. We have some listeners here. <laughs> he, oh man! He was surprisingly open and candid, which made, which really made for an interesting hour.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah,
0: give it a crack.
2: You know. I should. Uh, I could have you on as a guest. Uh, yeah. And I was trying to think about okay, who would I want as a guest, and who would I not want as a guest, and who could I get? You know, I don't have the the same poll that I used to. Uh, but you so, know, there's a lot of people I'd love to talk with, and. Uh, I don't know if I could get him on the show, but uh, and I'm friends with all, uh, you know. When Tom and I were talking the other day about radio people in town, yeah, and I'm buddies with so many of these guys. Um, Dave Ryan was just in my garage smoking cigars the other day. <laughs> um, you know, there's I, I could mention I could mention them all day long. Yeah, and it's very it's very nice to have. A, a f- bunch of people that did what you do, so they kind of understand. You got things to talk about. Yeah. We Maybe had John he... Hines in here pr- about oh, two wow.
0: months ago, and that was really fun. That's e- cool. He's a cigar guy. Yeah, he and Tom used to live together back in the 20s. Really? Is that right? Yeah. That's, I always uh, liked John Hines. That's I don't know if there's any amazing. photographic evidence. It's probably locked away in some police storage <laughs> locker somewhere, but it was, apparently it was pretty wild. Wow. I used to go to
2: a cigar shop on, uh, in Lilydale called Perfect Ash. And uh, uh, Derek Bougard went there. Mm. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people. Jeff Passel. I mean, there's people that Passel, would huh. show up, and you'd be sitting in there. And, God, you know, just swapping stories and smoking stogies. I mean, that's what my garage has, you know, turned into. So
0: there's that's a, why I have I a think cat. you just found the name for your podcast. <laughs> there it is, swapping <laughs> stories and smoking cigars.
2: Yep. That's probably why I have to have a CAT scan of my lung this next week. Oh, <laughs> God. There we go. You have enough
0: problems. You don't need any more. No. Back
2: off. <laughs> I always uh, told my doctor, one major disorder at a time, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right that wraps up episode
0: 67 the time flew by i knew it would be it's it's oh, always yeah. goes wow, quickly when you have over, shy huh? people that don't really have much to say <laughs> <laughs> was it nice not having tom here to interrupt yeah no <laughs> kidding he's uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> no we'll get you back in another uh month or two when he's at in studio this is a, a late last minute thing apparently so yeah with wait two months
3: th- it's gonna be uh christmas time oh so, yeah yeah
0: we'll do the christmas show you can there tell you. like sad, depressing, working the What was your overnight. worst
3: Christmas ever? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the worst record you ever played. Thank you very much. That's the end of episode 67, Walls or Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We will see you next week.